Good morning, church. I don't know where you got, I don't know, just because you get up here in front of the whole congregation and try to take my time away from me, trust me, that doesn't work. You had an opportunity this morning to do it publicly to volunteer to come. That was a private conversation between the two of us when you said you were coming down and it had nothing to do with my sermon time this morning because y'all had already lost that time already. He asked me earlier, said, Brother Matt said, do you need water this morning? And I was glad because he gave me a water this size because I'm going to need it. I, normally after the first hour or so, I take a drink and then I'll take a drink every 15 minutes after that. I was in one congregation one time and the brother asked me, said, Brother Jones said, uh, do, you, uh, do you need water for your sermon? And I said, uh, yes, sir, that'd be nice. And he said, uh, well, what size do you want? I said, well... The size you give me depends on how, will depend on how long I preach, okay? They gave me a communion cup. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't cut in on the sermon time, no. Not at all. Okay. In one congregation one time, and the guys asked me, said, uh, how long do you preach, Brother High? And I told them what I've said in several congregations. I said, well, Paul preached until midnight, and that's normally worked, you know. And, um, and then the guy looked at me and he said, well, I'll tell you what Brother Jones said, you can preach as a Sunday night. He said, you can preach as long as you like. I thought, I like this congregation already. Preach as long as you like. He says, but we leave at seven, okay? <laughs> and I caught that pretty quickly. So. I do have an appointment this afternoon in Nashville, Tennessee, and so I need to be there by five, so I'm gonna try to get us out of here in time for me to make that appointment at, at least. It's great to be with family. It's great to be back in the United States again. I've, I've been here a little bit over a week so far, and um, I've been in Arkansas last Wednesday night, and then uh, Sunday I was in uh, Wyoming, and. Uh, this past Wednesday and Friday night, I was in Denver, Colorado, and I'm here this morning, and tonight I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I get on a plane, and I head to the country of Germany, and I'll be there for a few weeks, and then, well, for a couple of weeks, and then I'll come back and travel, and visiting all of our supporters, it's always a special highlight for me, but please keep me in your prayers as I travel. Keep me uh, in your prayers as I meet with brothers and sisters uh, who are interested in the work and brothers and sisters who are like you, who support the work, but just pray for me. I tell people, pray that the, don't pray that the plane goes up because it goes up, but just pray, and don't pray that the plane comes down because it comes down. Pray that it comes down right, okay? That's the, that's the prayer that I ask from each one of you. Have you listened to the news today? Have you watched the news today? Did you listen to the news last week? Did you watch the news last week? Did you read the newspaper last week? Church, our nation is in trouble. Am I right? Our nation's in trouble. You don't have to listen very long. You don't have to read very long. You don't have to watch the news on the, the television very long before you, you, you realize we're in serious 
trouble. Serious trouble. As I travel from place to place, I continue to hear the very same thing that I've heard over the last couple of years. And that's the question is, is there hope for a nation? The trouble that we're in right now, is there, is there hope? There are laws that's been made that who would ever think that we would have such laws in our nation? There are people that are doing things now and who would ever think that such things will be taking place in our nation? And, and, and it's the question, is there hope? Church, it's nothing new, nothing new. You go back in the Bible and you, you, go to, you go to Judges, Judges chapter 17, Judges chapter 21, and, and you're going to find there that people, the, the Bible, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says they did what was right, what? what? Church together. They did what was right, how? In their own. churches. is that what's going on now? People are doing what's right in their own eyes. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. You know, there was a time that come along where, where things that were right were called what? Wrong. Thing that was, things that were wrong were called what? Right. Church, it's, it's a picture of what we're living in today. And the question comes, is there hope? You ever felt hopeless? You ever been in a situation where you just felt hopeless? I'm, I'm gonna tell you of a time where I was in a situation where, where I just, I mean, I felt hopeless. You know, this thing that's going on right now of where children are talking to their parents sometimes and telling them things like, I'm gonna turn you in for child abuse. Have you heard that? You know, that's nothing new, nothing new at all. I remember as a teenager, I had a friend told me that's how he got out of trouble. Was he would tell his parents he's going to turn them in for child abuse. And I never forget one time I, I, I'd done something that I shouldn't have done. And I was in my room and my, my mom came in and she, uh, she beat me. Well, no, no, yeah, she beat me. And, and when she finished, she's walking out of the room. And I never forget, I held up my hand like this and I pointed to her back and I said, I ought to turn you in for child abuse. Yeah, she is standing in the doorway and she turns around and looks at me. Church, I am just like this. I could not get my hand to come down. I'm pointing at this woman who just beat me and she says, boy, she called me boy. She says, boy, I'm going to give you something to turn me in for child abuse for. And I'm thinking, you've already given me something to turn you in. Church, I felt hopeless <laughs> at that point. I thought, what do I do? 
First thing coming to my mind is, run. <laughs> yeah, and then you think about it. Where am I gonna run to? The woman who is about to kill me is standing in the only way out. Church, think about that. That's, you know, we, when, we hope, when we feel hopeless, we do dumb things. Run. Run into the arms of the woman who's going to kill you. Let her make it easy for her to kill you. Our world, that's the feeling that they have. And a lot of us, that's the feeling that we have. And church, when we are hopeless, when the world is hopeless, they do dumb things. They pass dumb laws. They say stuff that doesn't make sense. Why? Because they're hopeless. Church, is there hope? Is there hope? Church, church, now look, this, this is yes, this is no, this is I don't know, this is I don't care. Okay, you ready? Let's try it again. Is there hope? I'm here this morning to agree with you. I'm here this morning to remind you. I'm here this morning to tell some of you there is hope. There is hope. In November, November the 11th, 2018, at whatever time it is in the morning, there is still hope. You know what? You just got to know where to go to find it. It's there. It's out there. It's real. You just got to know where to find it. Let me, let me tell you something this morning. Let me first of all remind us or tell us where you're not going to find it. Are you with me? Everybody with me? Let, me? let me tell you where you're not going to find it. You're not going to find it in the White House. Are you with me? You're, you're not going to find it. We have put too much of our trust. We have put too much of our hope in the White House. Church, listen. There, is, there are more degrees in the White House than there is on a thermometer. And look at the mess we're in today. You're not going to, now, now here, here's, here's what some of you are hearing me say. Here, some, some of you are hearing me say this. Some of you are hearing me saying, you're not going to find it in the Republicans is what you're hearing me say. That's what some of you, some of you, when I said it's not in the White House, here you go, mm -hmm, we're talking about Donald Trump, it's not in him. Church, we've tried this for almost 200 years. When are we going to learn it's not there? It, it's, 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 not, it's not for the Democrats to give us our hope. It's not for the Republicans and our hope. So if you are looking for your hope in the White House, and, and, and if you don't think you're going to find it right now, give us another two or three years, and you're going to find out you're not going to find it then. It's not there. God has never depended on the White House to do anything for him. It's not there. Church, church, let me, tell you, let me tell you someplace else where it's not. 
It's not in us. Us by ourselves. You know, we've, we've become so, so mighty and so powerful that we think we can just do anything and everything. Church, the Bible says this. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is what? Destruction. It's not in us. If, if, you, if you're looking for mankind to give us the answer for our true hope, it's not there. Let me ask you a question again. Is there hope? I can see you're going to need two hours this morning. <laughs> Is there hope? Yes. yes, there's hope. You just got to know where to find it. And we've been looking for a long time. Church, what is hope? What is it? What one definition of hope is, hope is faith. Faith in something or someone. It's not, when I'm asking the question this morning, is there hope? No, 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 let me, let me. Let me tell you something about me, first of all, okay? Church, I'm not mad, okay? I, I just get excited when I preach, okay? So, so don't think I'm, you know, somebody said, one little girl asked one time, said, Brother Jones, is he always mad? And the mother says, no. She says, why does he holler all the time? I, I just get excited, and I want you to get excited because there's hope. Are you with me? You're almost there. Faith. Faith in something or someone. That's genuine hope. Not the hope we normally talk about. The normal time we talk about it, well, I sure hope so. And we know something's not going to happen. I mean, you buy, buy into some, how many of you buy into these diet plans? You know, where you can, you can eat donuts and eat McDonald's and, 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 and eat chocolate and lay around and watch television and, and lose four pounds in, in three days. Then someone say, you think you're going to lose three pounds? And you go, I sure hope so. And you know you're not going to lose that. I sure hope. So we're not talking about that kind of hope. Say it with me this morning. Say it. I sure hope so. Oh, come on. Say it like you normally say it. I sure hope so. One more time. That's not the hope we're talking about this morning. That's not it. We're not talking about some superficial thing when we ask the question, is there real hope? We're, not, we're talking about genuine faith in something or some. One. Then where is that hope to come from? Where is it to come from? If you will, go into scriptures. Let's go to Romans, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Brother Matt, if you would, find for us Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. That verse is one that most of us know by heart. And what what does that verse tell us? Romans chapter 10, verse 17, what does the text say? So then faith, so then faith one more time, what's, so then faith comes by hearing, 
Now, now, wait, 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 wait. Faith comes by hearing. And we just said the definition of hope is what? Faith. Faith in something or faith in someone. Okay. Faith comes by hearing. Keep reading, Brother Matt. What's the text say? And hearing from the White House. One more time. Read it for us. Faith comes by hearing and, and hearing by the Republicans. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm messing up a little bit. Let's try it one more time. Faith comes by, read. Faith comes by hearing and, and hearing by the Democrats. What's the text say? The what? What version are you reading from? See, you're reading from the New King James. I'm quoting from our everyday lives sometimes. We know what the Bible says. But our everyday lives of where we place our faith, where we place our hope is different than what the Bible says. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The text we had read earlier for us, Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 20. How many of you read the book of Jeremiah? That, that book is not a real positive book, is it? I mean, you read a lot of things in there that's negative. You read of they're going in captivity. They get out of captivity. They go in captivity again. They don't know where their next meal's coming from. You read and you read. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of it all, God speaks. And Jeremiah chapter 29, here's what he says. In the version that I read from, from the New American Standard, verse 11, God says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. God, even in the midst of the darkest times, God has a plan, church. And here, just like the people in Jeremiah, it's not for our calamity. It's plans for our welfare. It's plans to give us a future and give us hope. Is there hope, church? Yes. Is there hope? Where is it? It's in God's plan. God's plan. It's always been in God's plan. God says, even at the highest times of your life, I have a plan for you. Even at the lowest times of your life, I have a plan for you. And it's for your future. It's to give you hope. Church, there is hope today. And here it is. It's God's work. How many of you have one of these? Raise it up. I mean, you might have it on your telephone. You might have it someplace. Raise your telephone up. That's okay. Long as we don't see that you're chatting with somebody in some other country somewhere. How many? Raise it up. Hold. I didn't tell you to put them down. I'm in charge here this morning, okay? I, I like being a preacher because you get to be in charge for just a few minutes, okay? Church, 
you're holding up, you're holding in your hand the hope for our nation. There is hope, you just gotta know where to find it. God says, I have a plan. And here it is. Let me ask you a question. What have you done with this plan this past week? What have, what have you talked about this past week? What have you shared with people this past week? What have you been about on your job this past week? What have you been about at school this past week? We all have this. We all carry this. Church, this is the only hope for the world. God says, and I remind you again, I have a plan. You can, you can put it down. Some of your, your arms are getting tired. I can, you, you're doing like this and you're trying to hold it up and, and trying to listen to him at the same time and you're beginning to fade back. Okay, that's, you can put it down. Church, but you can only put it down in this assembly. We've got to raise it up. We've got to let people know where true, real hope is. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's simple. That is not profound, but yet it's mission in our nation. Church, you want trouble? You want calamity? You want there to be no hope? Get rid of God's word. Get rid of it. And that's what our nation's trying to do because they have no hope. They don't know where the hope really is. Church, I'm almost done, okay? I'm almost done. I believe this is our hope. I believe that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I believe God has a plan. And I believe we've listened to everybody and, and everything and every radio station. We've listened to NBC, ABC, JBC, OLM, whatever. We've listened to, and, 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 and we're not listening to God. We're not listening to the real hope. We're not listening to the only hope. We're not listening to the only thing that can change us. Church, why is this our hope? And, and the, list, the list is endless. It's endless. I'm, why is this our hope? You know, this is the only place where you can go and find out who God is and who we are. That's, that's what our world needs. That's, that, they need to know. Church, that's what I need. Church, that's, that's what you need. We all and our world, we need to know who God is and who we are. You know, we've, we've come to the point now where because of what we can do, we, we think we're God. You know that? I mean, think about it. Think about it. We, you can have breakfast in Portland, Tennessee. You can have lunch in Houston, Texas. You can have dinner 
in Germany. Yeah, while your luggage is somewhere in China. <laughs> Isn't it amazing what we can do? I mean, we get on the cell phone and I, I send you a text message. And then when just, of course, you're not supposed to have your phone on in the church building. That's when your parents find out you got it on because it goes ding. And then, of course, you know, we look around. You know, but I, I can send you a message. And, and here's what I do. I get on the phone and I, what's your name? Basil. Basil? Okay. Okay. I get, and I, and, I, and I, I send you a message. What's up? You know? And, and I sit and I look at you and I'm waiting for you to, he doesn't get the message. You know, we, we're good because you know what? I'm expecting that message right that moment because that's how good we become, right? That's, we expect it right there. We don't, you know, I don't think about it. That message has got to go all the way out in space and then come back. But we've come to a point now where we're just so mighty, so powerful. We're, church, God is mightier than we are. Mightier than we can ever imagine to be. Matt, if you would, find for me Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. What does the text remind us of here? Isaiah chapter 59, verses 8 and 9. What does the text say? He, he's, he's talking about himself. He's talking about God Almighty. What does the text say? My thoughts, what? Are not your thoughts. Read. Your ways, my ways. Read. Says the Lord. He's talking to his church. Read. The heavens are higher than what? Than the earth. Than the earth. Read. So are, my ways. so are my ways what? Higher than your, higher ways. Than your ways. And my thoughts, and my thoughts, thoughts higher than your thoughts. Church, we've come to a point that we think we're God. And if we can get rid of our true hope, we'll believe that. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. When it comes to your relationship between you and God, what are you? Are you a dog or a cat? Are you a dog or a cat? You know, think about it. Are you a dog or a cat? When it, when it, his, his ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher. His ways are higher. They're, they've always been, always will. When it comes to your relationship and how you feel about you and God, are you a dog or a cat? Someone say, now, Brother Jones, what do you mean by that? I mean, I don't know if I'm a dog or a cat. Well, you're one of the two. And, you know, somebody say, well, you know, it's not nice. You shouldn't call anybody a dog. You know, and that's true. You know, if you get up here and you, if you call a man a dog, he'll fight you because you say, you call somebody and say, you dog, he'll fight you. But then you go up to him and say, you big dog. He'll say, oh, I'm not that much. You still call him a dog. Here, let me, let me explain to you real quick. You got a dog, you got a cat. Now you take the dog, you rub the dog on the head, the dog looks up at you. 
You, you give the dog water to drink and the dog laps up the water and then he looks up at you. You give the dog food to eat, the dog eats the food and, and then he looks up at you. You take the newspaper, you throw the newspaper, the dog runs and gets the newspaper, then he comes back, gives you the paper, lays over on his back, you rub the dog on the back and he looks up at you and he says, you must be God. Then you got the cat. I hate cats. Then you got the cat. You, you give the cat food to drink, I mean eat food to eat, and the cat looks up at you. You give the cat water to drink, the cat laps up on the water, and then the cat looks up at you. You, you pet the cat on the head, and then the cat looks up at you. The cat rolls over on his back and you rub the cat's stomach and if he doesn't scratch you to death, you rub the cat's stomach and the cat looks up at you and the cat says, I must be God. <laughs> when you look at God and all the things he's given you, all the talents he's given you, all the ways he's blessed you. Do you look up at him and say, I must be God? Or do you look up at him and say, you must be God? Are you a dog or you a cat? When it comes to the cat, don't dare throw the paper. That cat will look at you and say, go get it. <laughs> yeah, go get it and bring it back to me. He's God. He's in charge. He's the ruler of the He's in charge. Only here can you go at the beginning and you find in the beginning... Oh, let me try that again. That just didn't work. In the beginning, God. You go there and you find it. Here you go. You go to the middle of the Bible, you're going to find God. You go to the end of the Bible, you're going to find God. It's our hope because it lets us know who God is. And church, it lets us know we're not God. It puts us all on the same playing field. Now, if you listen to the news, if you listen to the news, you're going to hear a bunch of bad news, okay? You're going to hear that, I mean, have we ever had such a, okay, I'm just looking out in the audience before I say this. How much racial problems do we have now? Have any of you heard about it? You know, I, 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 listened, I was listening to a, 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 a news station and, and they were talking about being prejudiced. And, and this woman said, well, you know, said our world, said that's the biggest problem we have is, is people are prejudiced. 
And they said, well, what is your definition of being prejudiced? She says, well, if you're prejudiced, you don't like black people. I thought, well, I'm not prejudiced. I love black people. <laughs> Most of my family's black. <laughs> I couldn't fit in that. And then we've got cops shooting people. We got people mistreating cops. Church, it's not a black and white problem. It's not a cop problem. It's not a citizen's problem. It's a heart problem. It's a heart problem. You know what? I'm reminded of what Jesus said. Jesus said this. Jesus says, you honor me with your lips, but what? Your heart is far from me. Church, our hope tells us we all on the same playing field. There's no difference between me and you when it comes to matters of importance. No difference. You know why? Because, because we all have the same problem. All have the same problem. You know what that problem is called? That problem is called sin. Sin. We all have, if we all have the same problem, if we all have the same problem, we all have the same need. And that need is Jesus. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the Bible says there, for the wages of sin is death. But the Bible also says, but the gift of God is eternal life through his son. Church, anybody here not guilty of sin? Raise your hand. Anybody here not guilty of sin? I like what one, one guy said one time, said, anybody in the audience, raise your hand if you're not guilty of sin. Said, if you raise your hand, that's the first sin, you're lying. <laughs> if our nation could learn that we're not God, if our nation could learn we all need Jesus, we're all on the same playing field, I don't, I don't care how much, you know, where you live, what you drive, whether you're Democrat, whether you're Republican, whether you're independent, whether you have no clue what you are, it, you know, in the scheme of things, that doesn't make any difference. What makes all the difference in the world is, have you accepted the hope, the real hope, the genuine hope, and that's God's word. Why is it our hope? It lets us know who God is. It lets us know who we are. It's the only thing, and the lesson's yours, that stands the test of time. Church, one of these days, one of these days you're going you're gonna to stand before God. You're going to stand before God and you're going to hear one of two things. 
you're going to hear, well done. How many want to hear well done? Raise your hand for me. You can hear that? You're going to hear, well done. Or, you're going to hear, depart from me. How many of you want to hear that? And when you hear well done, here's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear, well done, my good and... Okay, wait, 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 church. Say it, say it with me. Well done, my good and... Well done, my good and... Why do we normally fill that in with other things? My good and faithful servant. But then, faithful to what? Faithful to what? Well, I took a stand on this. I took a stand on that. I stood up for this. I faithful to what? Revelation chapter 2. There's a group of people there that, 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 I mean, they were going through things much, much worse than we, than we can ever imagine. And here's, here's what God said to them. God says, be thou faithful unto what, church? Unto death. Now, unto death, we, most of us know this. It, it doesn't mean until you die. It means even if you have to die. Be thou faithful unto death. And I'm going to give you what? A crown of life. Faithful to what? Well done, good and faithful servant. Faithful to what? Faithful to God. Not to some party, not to some school, not to, not to, faithful to God. And how do I know how to be faithful to God? Here it is. This is the pattern. This is the word. This morning, we're going to sing an invitation song. And maybe there's someone in this audience that you've lost your hope. It's here. Maybe there's someone in this audience that you haven't even obeyed the hope. It's here. You can come this morning believing that he is, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. You can come this morning and make that, make, and repent of your sins and just, just say, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm ready to stop sinning and, and go toward God. Luke chapter 13, verse 3. Luke chapter 13, verse 5. Repent or perish, the Bible says. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. What do we do to be saved? Well, one thing, you repent. This morning you can make that sweet confession. You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. The Bible says there, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then you can be buried with him in the watery grave of baptism. Now, why did I tell you all that? The reason I told you all that is because this is what it says. This, this is where the hope is. You want to be a Christian? You want to come in contact with the blood? You've got to do it this way. There's no other way. We started out by saying... There's a way that seems right to a man. And the end is destruction. This is the way 
that's right. There's hope, church. Where have you put your hope this morning? Where'd you put your hope last week? God has a plan for you. It's not for your calamity, but it's to give you a future and to give you hope. Anyone need to come to Jesus this morning? Anyone need to come to Jesus this morning? I don't know how you walk through those doors this morning, but I know how you can walk out. You can walk out with genuine hope. I hope, I hope you entered with genuine hope, but if you didn't, you can walk out with genuine hope. And what you held up earlier this morning, as we talked in our sermon, that's what you need. That's what I need. That's what your neighbor needs. That's what the person in Walmart needs. That's what the person in the mall needs. That's what the person on the airplane needs. Everybody needs this. Anyone need to come to Jesus this morning? We're going to stand. We're going to sing. The invitation's yours this morning. As together we stand and sing to encourage you to come to Jesus. daily presence, I'm going to live. Are you surrendering all this morning? Are you giving all to Jesus this morning? All to Jesus. morning, we're not going to just sing, sing, and sing. We're going to sing one more verse, and then after the singing of the song, we're, we're going to be done. I, I just want us to think seriously, though. Think very seriously for just a moment, okay? What are you doing with the Word? What are you doing with Jesus?